When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Official Jets podcast is presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together. WinBet. Eric Allen here joined in the studio by Jets offense alignment, Elijah Vera Tucker, AVT. Thanks for coming. What has the last week been like for you? Mm-hmm. It is Monday. Yeah. Last Monday, at this time, you're preparing to play the Buffalo Bills yeah. to start the season. And then mm-hmm. you just finished up the week in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, crazy span of time in terms of emotions, I got to imagine. Yeah. It got to be a roller True. coaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like you said, we coming in a week ago, we were playing Monday Night Football. Energy is very high. Um, and then unfortunate things happened in that game. You know, we came out with the dub, which is really cool. So the vibes are really high going into uh, last week. And unfortunately, um, you know, we just didn't perform like we wanted to in Dallas. Um, so credit to that team. Good defense, good offense, good team as a whole. Um, fans showed out. Um, so, you know, we, we know what we have to work on and uh, we'll come in. We know we're going to face adversity again throughout the season, obviously. And uh, it's just about everybody being on on point. Can you talk about the emotions going into last Monday night. Mm-hmm. And had you ever been part of a pregame atmosphere yeah. like it was at MetLife Stadium? Yeah. Um, you know, it, playing college ball at a SC is definitely a lot of cool things uh, that you get to experience. But I would say definitely Monday night pregame was something um, I'll definitely never forget, you know, with the fans showing up early, being loud, and the introductions were so cool. And then uh, when you had number eight, too, Aaron Rodgers walking out the tunnel uh, with the flag. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that, right? And that was the loudest I've heard MetLife um, in a very long time. So the energy was real high, and uh, you got to give credit to a lot of the fans. even when things didn't go our way early on in the game, they stuck through it with us. Yeah. Can you describe what was that like for you coming out of the tunnel? Because mm-hmm. Method Man introduced yeah, you right. and the rest of yeah. your offensive teammates. Yeah. Yeah, it was real cool. So I didn't realize uh, Method Man was was actually introducing us until I'm running out to sit on the scene. I'm like, oh, shoot, it's, it's Method Man doing this. <laughs> oh, you really didn't know? No, I didn't know. Um, so that was real cool. Um and all the guys loved it, you know. I feel like it just really picked up our energy um, going into that Monday night football game because with late night games, you're in the hotel all day or just doing whatever you're doing all day, and then uh, you got to come in and play a football game at 8, 8.30 at night. Right. So uh, the energy was definitely up, juices were flowing, and it was real cool. Like I said, something I never experienced before, and uh, the energy was, was real high. So when you see Aaron go down, Fourth mm-hmm. offensive snap, yeah. third play. Yeah, what immediately goes through your mind? Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I, I would say for me and speaking for the O-line or the offense in general was uh, he went down. We seen him looping up the field. All right, you got to move on to the next play, right? So Zach comes in and uh, Zach comes in with high energy and great poise as well. And I feel like the offense um, – kind of knew what to expect. Like, you know, obviously 
things aren't going our way right now. So let's pick our energy up. Let's get this run game going. Whatever we need to do to win this football game, let's get it done. And that's just basically what we did. When did you realize the significance of his injury? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of could sense a not so positive vibe slash feeling during the game. Um, and after the game, you know, it was confirmed that it was Achilles. So obviously you're out for the remainder of the season with uh, an injury like that. And that one hurts. Um, not only just thinking about, you know, the future of his team, but really just feeling for uh, Aaron in general. Um, you know, a season ending injuries is no no fun for anyone. Yeah. Um, you know, me personally experiencing something like that, it's tough. So really just reaching out to him after the game, I feel like it was really important to all of us. Um, and he seems to be doing well now. So, yeah. What kind of dude is he? A good guy because uh, you watch him from afar, mm-hmm. but then he joins this team in April. Yeah. He's here throughout the off season, mm-hmm. and uh, you have a relationship that others don't see. Yeah, in, in terms of they're watching hard knocks and picking up uh, little bits and pieces. Yeah, and it's funny because I get that question asked a lot, like family, friends, or oh, what's he like? What's he like? I'm like, to be honest, you're just a normal dude. Mm-hmm. You know, you just uh, obviously a, a hell of a football player. We all know that. But then he comes in, and uh, I feel like one of the very first things he wants to do is build a relationship with every single guy um, on the team, in the facility, you know, whatever it is. And uh, I think that's real special because, you know, not too many guys are willing to do that. And for him to come in and do that, try and build a relationship with everyone. And um, I don't know, I, th- I thought that was really cool. Yeah. What happened at halftime? You guys are now in 13 to 3. Most people mm-hmm. thought you were left dead to rights. Mm-hmm. It, but you guys came back, and people pointed to, hey, some of the discussions that you guys had at the intermission. Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, it was nothing special. Um, you know, we just come in the locker room, and, and we know what we're doing wrong. We know what we need to fix. And we came in the locker room knowing we could win that game if everybody just, um, you know, on their, on their toes, doing the right thing, uh, winning their assignments, winning their one-on-one blocks. So we had high energy going into the locker room because we knew that we could beat them um, last Monday. So, like I said, nothing special, no hoorah speech. It's just everybody having that feeling that, you know, we can come out with this win. What do you think about Brees' performance? Guy goes yeah. out for 10 for 127, uh-huh. adds a reception. We're going to yeah. get to what happened in, in Dallas. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I just want, from a calendar perspective, us to – go back and say, okay, this is what happened against the Bills, and then we'll take it forward to yeah. where you're at right now. No, yeah, that was wild, man. Um, those, I mean, what do you have? What do you have again? Like 10 for 127. Yeah, 10 for 127. So that's wild. Um, so credit to Brees. He's a hell of a runner. But uh, I feel like the, the run game was going, you know, and uh, with that gap schemes and shout out, I think it was like two of those breakaways from like good tight end blocks as well. Right. the edge. So credit to those guys. And uh, – I mean, when you get when you give Brees, you know, a chance, he's gonna he's gonna break a run, and uh, clearly that's what he was doing last Monday night, and it was it was pretty cool to see. You ever play with a guy like that before? He's so unique. Honestly, uh, I don't think I have. I mean, just the explosiveness, explosiveness he has um, out the backfield is a it's pretty unique to watch. And then, uh, I mean. He's pretty fast, too, so that helps, right, when he gets in open space. Um, How much do you like blocking for a guy like that? Because he's yeah. so shifty mm-hmm. in those small spaces and patient yeah. at the same time. And like you said, once he has a crease. Yeah, well, that's about to say, too, is, like, he's real patient, um, waiting for the, the perfect opportunity to hit that hole and to, you know, make a break. So, uh, 
it's real cool, obviously, for offensive line. You're always like a guy who could uh, be able to set up the blocks in the backfield and then break for one. Um, and he did that plenty of times last Monday night, which was very cool to see. And it's always fun, whether it's receiver or running back, whatever it is. And they have a breakaway for about, about 40, 50 yards. As an offensive line, you get pretty excited about that. Yeah, you went for 80-plus. You guys yeah. were backed up at, like, the four-yard line right? after yeah. that. Whitehead interception. Okay, yeah. so Xavier Gibson. Mm-hmm. You're a first round pick, so you don't know this life. Guy yeah. comes in as Andre no, yeah, free right, agent. Right, yeah. How pumped were you for him yeah. to shine in that moment in front of mm-hmm. the nation? Yeah, that, that was a really cool experience, man. Um, I just remember on the sideline, seeing him running down, scoring. I'm thinking like, there's no way that could have happened, right? There's got to be a flag somewhere. So I'm just sitting there. Um, and then it hits me all of a sudden, like, this man really just did that. And, you know, credit to special teams, you didn't all that. But it's really cool um, and exciting, you know, for Xavier, for a guy to come in. Uh, day one works his tails off or works his tail off. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can always just – he's grinding in the playbook every day. That's not asking, you know, a lot of questions. Um, always doing the right thing, really. So for him to get that spotlight, Monday Night Football, I mean, what more could you ask for? And uh, he definitely deserved it. Storybook ending. So that was week one. Mm-hmm. This is a 17-chapter book, though. Yeah, indeed it is. <laughs> so yeah. so what happened in Dallas? Jets fans obviously upset, disappointed mm-hmm. this morning. You're disappointed, but you got to turn the page. Yeah. It, from your vantage point, what happened in Dallas? Because you guys got behind the eight ball early and then mm-hmm. never could kind of get that momentum. Yeah, I just think, um, you know, for offense in a whole, we just never got in a rhythm. You know, I think uh, our game plan was – was coming in. We knew we knew we had to run the ball. We knew we had to run it well. And um, unfortunately, you know, we didn't. Like I said, we just couldn't really get into the rhythm. And we're forced to, you know, be throwing the ball um, pretty much all second half. And uh, I mean, it is turning into a passing league. But at the end of the day, you got to be able to run the ball. And like I said, we just weren't able to to get it going. Uh, so credit to their defense. You know, they did they did a good job of shutting it down early. Um, and that's that's pretty much it, man. It's just that's all I could say about it. So we couldn't get into the rhythm, and um, yeah. So now we got we got to flip the page and move on to you know a big game this week. Right. Patriots at home. We all know what type of game that is. We all know it's going to be a dog fight. So everybody in the building is um isn't happy about you know last or yesterday's uh, game, but uh, we got to come in fix those corrections and make sure. You know, we turn the page. How good is Parsons? Because this guy lines up all over the place mm-hmm. and moves around, and he's so explosive. Yeah, no, yeah, it's a, it's a good. Uh, Levin's a good player, definitely. Uh, we've seen it yesterday on the field. Um, I mean, we've seen it for the past what, two, two years now. Right. Uh, so yeah, credit to him. He's definitely, uh, I would say, the the leader of that defense, the one who gets him going, makes the big plays for him. And uh, yesterday he was all over the field. So again, credit to him and their defense. Um, but yeah, I mean, good player. You know, we had our good plays against him. He had our good, he had his good plays against us. So that's how it goes. It seemed like you guys situationally weren't in, I guess, traditional first and ten situations. Like a lot of the time mm-hmm. that you were facing, okay, you got a deficit right out of the gate. Yeah, they they get the lead, they take the ball, go right down mm-hmm. the field. It's seven to nothing. You had that fake punt early in the first quarter. A nine-yard run from Brees. I just thought this was a microcosm of how it went offensively. Mm-hmm. Nine yards on first down, and then second and one can't convert. Third and one can't yeah. convert, and then before you know it, you got to punt away. And third down was a problem all game. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so that's what I'm saying about uh, earlier when you asked me the questions. Like, we couldn't just get into the rhythm. I, I don't know what it was. Um, looking at the tape, you know, it was either we were one block away or, or we were just shooting ourselves in the foot, you know, and uh, that happened pretty early on in the game. And then once that happens, once you don't come out fast, you know, especially in this league, um, it's hard to, it's hard to, um, I guess, get the energy back or, or pick it up. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, we, we just didn't come out. You Felt know, like, like you were close, there. though, right? Because Little, the, yeah. the Garrett mm-hmm. the Garrett score, they were dominating yeah, at the, li- the line, but then it's 10-7. Right? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we were, you know, we were very close. And uh, our defense, you know, we didn't obviously put them in the best situation. So, you know, our defense was, was able to keep us in the game for a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's just right when we got close, then just started to slip away mm-hmm. again. And, uh, like I said, that's something that we got to look at and figure out why, you know, was it whether it's, you know, one block away or shooting ourselves in the foot or or miscommunication, whatever it is, you know. So we got to take all that and turn the page, move on to Patriots and figure out the best way, you know, to get this win. There were two plays there in that first half where you guys almost had a lead on the sauce. Sauce drops a route on oh, yeah. the sideline for mm-hmm. CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. He catches that ball. He's probably oh, making yeah, a ha- house six, call. Yeah. And you guys have a lead. Mm-hmm. And then there at the end of the half, what did you see? Because Zach makes a, nup- a few nice plays mm-hmm. with his legs. And then yeah. he's got Garrett open in the end mm-hmm. zone. And yeah. somebody just gets his hand on the ball. Otherwise, yeah. that's probably a touchdown. It's a mm-hmm. four-point game at the half. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that's another thing, too, right? It's like we go into your – to a two-minute drive at the end of the half. You know, we're moving the ball. Zach's doing a real good job in the pocket, making plays with his legs. O-line is, um, you know, holding up, you know, with protection pretty well. And then it's just like that one play where Garrett's open and mm-hmm. then someone, you know, gets to that that slightest bit of his hand that kind of throws out the throw. It's those plays that I'm talking about. It's, you know, you never know what play it's going to be. Um, so technique always has to be there. Um, you always got to be sound with that. And that's just one of those plays where it just didn't work out for us. Like I said, where one guy is, you know, unblocked for a split second. What was it like in the locker room after the game? Um, the the energy was, I'd say the energy was low. It's always gonna be low after after a loss, right? Especially one like that where we know we're we're going in there and with high energy, and then we just come out knowing that we beat ourselves, right? Like I said, credit to them; they're a good team, but we did a lot of things to ourselves that we could have prevented, right? So you go in knowing something like that, or you go into the locker room at the end of the game knowing something like that. Um, it's just a, one of those, you know, weird gutty feelings that if we were just, if we just did this, if we just came out, you know, like this, if we just didn't shoot ourselves in the foot, like I said, you know, it'd be a different outcome. Um, but, you know, we hopped on a plane Came in this morning, watched all the film, know we have to correct. And uh, like you said, it's a long season, right? Yeah. So um, thank God for that. Jets fans, we're in our final push and the clock is ticking. WinBet is giving you a golden opportunity to win VIP prizes for the 2023 season. 
The Winbet Green Room is the most exclusive space at the stadium with all-inclusive food and beverage, lower-level seats, and appearances by Jets legends and celebrities. New Jersey customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on Winbet Sportsbook or Casino. For New York customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on Winbet's Sportsbook. The best part? You get an entry for every $100 you wager. What about the continuity up front? You guys hadn't played a snap together, mm-hmm. you five, the yeah. starters, before Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Isn't there reason to think that, hey, over time, this thing is going to look a lot different up front? I mean, obviously, you had your struggles against the Cowboys, but mm-hmm. you had a lot of success, I should say, against the Bills, especially on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say with that, um, for offensive line unit, I mean – you really got to gel well with each other, right? And I feel like we, we're definitely doing that each week we're, or each day we practice, we're taking another step, you know, to improving. So just the more reps you get, you know, the better off we're going to be. Um, but I think, you know, people would look at, you know, grades and stuff like that all over Twitter. And I don't really think that translates to... Do you pay attention to that stuff yourself? No, nah, nah, I don't. Because, um, I don't know. I'm like it's hard for you to to really know what's going on unless you're in the thick of it, right? right. So when you look at all these grades, like it's gonna show you something, um, and then people just kind of run with that, right? But you don't really know what's going on in the room. Um, and we really look at the tape. You know, I don't want to say it wasn't it wasn't bad, but there's definitely some things we could work on, right? But there's also some things that you look at where we're like, okay, yeah, we got this, right? Like we know what type of unit we can be. So we're coming in today knowing that. You know, knowing that there's a lot to improve on, but there's also a lot to look at that we could build off on and um, go from there. How do you feel physically? We went down in week seven, the torn triceps. Mm -hmm. You work your way back. You were here throughout the spring. But after Mm -hmm. two games now, back in the lineup, where are you at? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling real confident, um, you know, in my play. Always some things you can work on after a game, right? We all know that. Um, But, you know, physically, I'm feeling good. Mentally, I'm feeling great. And uh, I would say my, my conditioning is, is a good thing, too. That's something I was a little worried about, yeah. you know, not playing in a lot of those games last year after going out in week seven. But I'm feeling good, you know, and uh, my dog over there, too, right tackle, Makai, he's uh, he's doing a really good job right now, too. So credit to him. Yeah. How much do you credit him for mm-hmm. what he did this offseason coming back at 350? You say mm-hmm. he's your dog. A lot of people, when you were drafted, were thinking, okay, Makai comes in, you guys are going to be on the left-hand side together, mm-hmm. but now you guys over there on yeah. the right. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how life works, man, right? Yeah, so uh, we were talking about it the other day, like, you know, I got drafted and we were supposed to be on the left side together, and unfortunately things happens with uh, with injuries. And then two years later, you know, we're both on the right side uh, looking to make some, some great plays with each other. Um, I mean, that's just how life works, right? Kind of comes full circle. And uh, going back to Makai, I mean, away from the game for two years, unfortunately, uh, with injuries, and then comes back uh, offseason, gets in shape, doing all the right things, um, you know, to protect himself, his body, whatever it is, and comes out in the games and kind of does his thing, right? And each week improving on um, the little things, and that's definitely what he's been doing, so credit to him. How painful is the torn triceps? that you've mm-hmm. sustained against Denver. Did you yeah. know you got that's got to be an injury you know immediately. <laughs> yeah, definitely um 
Well, I mean, I was hoping, right? Because I never had that. I mean, I had pulled a hamstring before, but I never had anything with upper body issues. So, you know, I just, a normal punch, just like any other punch I've done, you know, my career, and then some odd reason, you know, weird freak accident, you know, my tricep just pulls or whatever, whatever it is. So uh, it definitely hurt. I didn't know what it was. I thought I'd be out, you know, probably three, four weeks. Really? At most, yeah. I mean, because I just didn't know what it was. I didn't know it had completely um, been torn off. So that was tough news on Monday after the uh, Monday after the game, getting the MRI and them telling me I'm, I'm out for the season. Um, you know, I was real tough mentally. Uh, but, you know, I got through it, came in, got my rehab in, and uh, I'm feeling strong this year. What was the rehab like? A lot of hours in the in the facility when nobody else is here during the off season. Uh, so you know, I, I got a crib out here. You know, live with my wife and stuff. Coming in here every day um, for about three four hours. You know, get the rehab in. Maybe a little lower body lift. You know, when I could do that. And um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of hours, man. Too and surgeries obviously no fun for every, for anyone. No. Uh, no one ever talks about that too. But <laughs> yeah, the surgery. Yeah, I don't like doing all that. No, I know. How long does it take you to put weight back on? Mm-hmm. Because you're saying like I come in and I'm getting my lift in and doing the lower body yeah. stuff, but you, a big dude like you, mm-hmm. has got to lose some weight after surgery. Yeah, well, th- that's the thing. It's like after, even after the season, like two weeks of not doing anything, I, I, I just feel I feel weird. I feel like I need to move my body around. So, getting surgery uh, was definitely weird because I can't do anything for at least two, three weeks, right? Cause I can't even really sweat. Um, so that was, that was tough on me, but definitely have to change my whole diet for that. You know, I just can't eat like a, like a regular office lineman would, you know, someone who works out every day. Yeah. Uh, so I was definitely different. Um, you know, I of course had my cheat days, uh, but yeah, it's, um, when you get like an injury like that, you know, you have to prepare, uh, for surgery and then for the whole, have a plan for the whole off season. Um, it's a lot, right? So, but luckily, I had a good. Uh, we have a good training staff here who kind of walked me through everything and, and got me right. Why are you so open to doing whatever anybody asks of you? I mean, because not all players are like that. Like mm-hmm. I'm really comfortable at guard, or I'm really comfortable at tackle. Yeah. Last year, case in point. Hey, listen, we're gonna switch you over to left tackle. Oh, we're gonna switch you over to right tackle. Mm-hmm. Even this off season as you were asked multiple times by the media, hey, where do you want to be? And you say, well, I think I think my best fit is guard, mm. but I'll do whatever they ask me to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say that's just me um, having the confidence in myself, uh, you know, be able to tell myself I can't I can play anywhere on the line. Um, that's just me. Then the other part is just me being, you know, a team guy, doing whatever, the, doing whatever I can for the team, whatever's best. Um, so like you said, like in the off season, they're asking me, it's like, you know, I like guard, but you know, if they need me to play somewhere else, you know, I'll do that, you know, cause I have the confidence in myself to do that. And I know the guys around me on the offensive line are going to help me to do that as well. So also with that, a lot of support from the guys and, uh, I mean, going, you know, back to last year, that was kind of crazy coming in and then I'm playing left tackle and then right tackle. So I had to adjust to, you know, certain things and playing with good players, um, but yeah, that was a that was a cool experience. That's something I'll never forget. Um, and you know, hopefully it doesn't happen again because <laughs> right. of injuries or anything like that. You know, but if it does, um, you know, I'll be ready. Yeah, and when Lincoln Tomlinson signed here, 
this mm-hmm. is when initially you were moved because you started yeah. as a left guard mm-hmm. and I said, Hey, do you mind moving to right guard? And you said, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm good with yeah. that. No, yeah, yeah, that was funny too. Cause he, uh, they signed in my scene. Now he's left guard from coming from, uh, San Francisco. I'm like, okay, you know, we'll see what happens. Coach calls me, asked me, uh, you know what the deal is. And I'm like, look, I'm like, if he likes playing left guard, you know, I have some experience at right guard. I'm cool with playing right guard, you know. You just got to give me time to prepare for you a little, a little bit in OTA. So I said, that was pretty much only, my only request was just tell me early, you know, what the plan is, right. and then we'll roll with it. What's it like for you now, a new offensive system? Mm-hmm. Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. You have a new line coach in Keith Carter. Mm-hmm. I think people probably thought Aaron coming in knows the system you guys got to pick it up that maybe you get off to a faster start. Now you got Aaron out, mm-hmm. you got Zach back in the lineup, but he's learning the system as well. But for you specifically, mm-hmm. what's been like the change? Yeah, the change, um, I would say it's it's been it's been pretty fluid, right? From the start of OTAs, I think Hackett, uh, one, I think he's a good office coordinator. Two, I think he's a – a cool, funny guy, yeah. uh, which not many people may know, but dude's actually hilarious. Um, and he makes those offensive meetings fun and and uh, just makes you feel, I don't know, more relaxed or, or whatever you want to call it. And then, um, you know, Keith Carter as well, coming from Tennessee uh, with a good running game. Coming in, I think he, he really knows uh, how to coach well and knows um, a good scheme as well. And he's come in, and I like him. You know, he's a real physical, all that, uh, or brings a real physical mentality to the offensive line play, um, which sometimes you don't see anymore. So I think both those guys, um, Hackett and and Coach Carter. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Do a real good job together. All right. We're seeing you all over the nation right now in commercials. It is Mm. Hispanic Heritage Month. It is Latino Heritage Month. Mm. Can you talk about how the league reached out to you and what you're Mm. doing right now? Yeah, that was real cool. Um, so last year, I think they were. That's when they were putting the flags on the helmet, uh, right? Which I thought was real cool. I think it's always a cool deal when you get to represent. Um, when you have when you have an opportunity to represent your culture, right? And then this off season, um, NFL Mexico kind of you know hits me and the family up and say, "Hey, we want to. We know your heritage or your background. Um, we kind of want to get you out here and do something, right? Mm. Trip to Mexico City and why would I turn something?" like that down be able to go back out there and have been out there in a very long time uh, which is really cool to be back out there and um, just be able to kind of tell my story a little bit more you know to people was was a real cool opportunity for me as well so uh, me and the fam we had a lot of we had a good time out there what do you tell kids mm-hmm. when you were in Mexico about your background mm-hmm. your story and how you grew up and now where you're at Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's, I would say it's pretty simple. You know, I grew up. Um, obviously, I'm like half black and half Mexican. Um, so, you know, growing up, talking about my Mexican side, um, 
you know, just the kind of traditions we have, you know, in the Mexican heritage, it's real fun. Uh, and being able to go to Mexico, you know, every other summer is real, was a real cool opportunity to, to see our family out there as well. And just kind of, I don't know, like, it's just, it's kind of hard to explain, right? Unless you, you've done it before, I guess. Um, but the opportunity to go out there and tell my story, you know, to younger kids, um, was a real cool one. And I just had a lot of fun out there with the family. And yeah. But you're an Oakland kid, but you said every other summer or every summer you'd be in Mexico and whose mm -hmm. side of the family? Yeah. Every other summer. So yeah, I'd be with the, my mom, uh, and my dad as well. And my two little sisters. So we go out to, we have family in San Luis uh, Potosi. Okay. So we'd go out there. Um, and then we go to like, you know, Cuernavaca uh, as well. Um, at the time we go to like Acapulco. Um, so it was a real cool place to visit in Mexico, but, uh, like going back and looking at it now, um, it's definitely something I'm grateful for. Uh, cause each time we went out there, I got to experience, you know, my culture and my heritage a little bit more. And, uh, like I said, I was able to do that again as well. Um, this past summer. So it was real cool. How much time did you spend there this summer? It was a real quick trip. Really? Yeah, a real quick okay. uh, business trip. Uh, so we went out there, did some filming uh, for the commercial, right? And then, uh, so we had a little day off after. And then I was out there with the, my pops and my brother and met our uncle out there as well. And we went to uh, the pyramids, like an hour out the city from Mexico City, which is really cool. And that was like my second time being there. So it was cool, you know, taking kind of before and after pictures, you know, right. when I was younger and being back out there. What have you thought of the commercial and the mm -hmm. response you've gotten? Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's really cool. Uh, you know, especially those other guys being able to, to share their culture as well. Um, but Mexico, they have a pretty big uh, fan base, I would say for the NFL, you know, they, um, a lot of fans for like the Raiders. I was a Raiders fan growing up as well. And, uh, the Niners Steelers have a good fan base as well. Um, so it was real cool. And then going out there too, it was like people are recognizing me, are recognizing me as well. Cause they already knew, right. That I'm a, you know, um, playing in the NFL. So that was real cool, real cool experience for me and, um, my family as well. And that's just something, you know, I just will never take granted for. Are you sad about what's happened to the Oakland sports teams? <laughs> you got, yeah. you're going to be playing the Raiders. You going to Vegas yeah. this year. I mean, mm -hmm. that's a cool stadium, yeah, a cool setup, cool. but mm -hmm. Sounds like the athletics are moving as well. Yeah, man, it's tough. So you got the, I don't know, was the, uh, maybe the Warriors left first. I don't, I don't remember, but the Warriors leaving San Francisco. I mean, that's just right across right. town over the bridge. But, you know, still kind of hurts. And then you got the Raiders, you know, in Oakland for so long, you know, going to those games, growing up was real cool. Um, and now they're in Vegas, which hurts. So, you know. I'm still a, a Raiders fan. You know, I'm not going to switch up, you know, unless we play them, then, you know, I won't be obviously. You got to take care of business yeah, there. Right? Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was tough when they moved on. And then the A's, I guess they're trying to get out now too. So. Going to Vegas, right? Going to Vegas, yeah. So, I guess more opportunity out there. So, what can you say? All right. What can you say about the rivalry between the Jets and the Patriots? Mm -hmm. Here's week three in your, your 17-game journey here and – it's been a while since this team, well before you came on board, mm -hmm. has beaten this team in yeah. the regular season, the Patriots. Yeah. So being here for three years now, um, 
we haven't beaten the Patriots, right? We all know that. And also being here for three years, you kind of pick up on the the rivalry uh, between these two teams. And it's a big one uh, between the two teams, the fans, uh, whatever it is. So coming into this week, we know what type of game it's going to be. We know it's going to be a dogfight. We know we're going to have fun with it. We know we got to come out strong, high energy, and get the ball moving early on. And uh, these are the games you look forward to, mm. right? These games where it's a, a little – it means a little more than just, you know, a game. This is divisional game, rivalry with that, Patriots versus Jets, you know. So you got to come in with that mindset. Did you watch any of the game on the way home last night? Have uh, you, Dolphins. Have you- yeah, have you dove into any Patriots tape already? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually did just a little bit. Nothing crazy, yeah. right? Because I, you know, uh, still thinking about the last game we just played. Um, but yeah, those are two good teams that were going at it. Um, and you can never sleep, you know, anyone in, in this division, right? They always come out uh, swinging. Um, and we got good teams in the division as well. So it's going to be a fun game on Sunday versus the Patriots. And uh, we know what type of energy they're going to come out with and we got to come out you know with even more appreciate your time as always thank you appreciate it when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year 100,000 mile limited warranty you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.